Hey everyone, welcome back to Ascend Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in John chapter 3. It reads, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from, nor where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. For whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside. And he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing at Aon near Solomon, because water was plentiful there, and people were coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been put in prison. Now a discussion arose from some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who is with you across the Jordan, to whom you bore witness, look, he's baptizing, and all are going to him. John answered, A person cannot receive even one thing unless it's given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, and yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony set his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he who gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given the Son all things into his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. All right, and today for our guest, we have my wife Amy joining us. And obviously this is a very familiar passage to many people as it has one of the most familiar verses, if not the most familiar verse in the Bible to everyone. Yes. So, I mean, this is a verse that's known by so many who have maybe not read much of the Bible yet. I think even Rory, I think they did it a few weeks ago in kids' church, and this was the verse that they had memorized. 
Yeah, so even outside the church, I would say a lot of people know this verse, or at least have seen at a football event or some other sporting event, a sign that says John 3.16. And when we look at that verse, um, why do you think that's a verse that people really want to go to? Um, I think it really encompasses everything, almost everything that we believe as Christians. It talks about Christ coming and dying for us, and that by believing in Him, we can have eternal life through Him. Yeah, so for our nugget today, what I want us to focus in on, on the fact is, and I like how you said it, it, it shows almost everything, because when we think about this verse, it's missing some important things, but what's important that it's missing, we actually see in the rest of the context of this verse. Yeah, I think why so many people like this is because it gives all of the good news, it gives the gospel of having everlasting life with Him, but it doesn't include the reason why we need to be saved. It doesn't include sin, judgment punishment, any of that maybe not so good or happy stuff. Yeah, and obviously nobody really wants to jump straight in and talk about those things. But when we present the gospel and don't do that, we get people who have an understanding of, hey, yeah, God's just offering this thing for me, and it's there if I want it or not. There's no element of why do I need to be saved? What do I need to be saved from? And so when we look at verses in the Bible, this is a great reminder for us today that we shouldn't just stop at that verse. We need to see the rest of what it's talking about. Because if we continue, verse 17 says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Saved through him? What are we talking about here? What are we being saved from? We read on. It says, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and the people love their darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. When we look at that, it's really telling us why we need to be saved. We need to be saved because of our sinfulness, our evil, because we've chosen to align with the powers of darkness instead of the powers of the light. And as we look at that, that judgment is there for us. That condemnation is there for us, but that's absent from the verse, verse 16. We don't see any elements of that. We just have this offer of a free gift that's either take it or leave it. Yeah, I think it's very important to include those heavy parts when you're sharing the gospel with anyone, even, you know, Rory's age, four, almost five, We want it to be this happy, feel-good story, but we need to include those heavier parts in order for her to see just how wonderful God's gift is to us. And if we, again, if we don't include those, then people are going to be wondering, well, why do we even need Jesus? Why do we need him? Yeah. And right now, especially like Rory doesn't even like us talking about Jesus being on the cross because it makes her sad when she sees him suffering and she sees the different things that are going on with him. But as we share and as you share with your friends and other people like that, as you share with them that, hey, you know, you've done something against the holy God, they're like, wait, who are you to tell me how to live my life? And these are things that people are naturally going to push back on. And we should understand that people are going to be upset and they're going to respond negatively to the gospel as it's presented times because it's going against what their human and their fleshly desires are. But we have to talk about sin. We have to talk about the judgment. We have to talk about these hard, heavy things that are there. And as much as Rory doesn't even like us talking about Jesus on the cross, I always want to go back and remind her of that. Yeah, Jesus was on the cross, but he was on the cross because of our sin, because of your sin, because of my sin. We don't like that because we see him punished on our behalf, but we have to understand that that's what's taking place. And that's a part of the gospel. And we have 
have to include the fact that he's being punished for our sins. And it's for our sins that he died because he sinned not and he did not need to pay for the penalty of sin, but he did it for us. And so as we think about that, it's it's definitely a passage that, hey, we're so familiar with, but we need to make sure that we look at the rest of the context. We read the rest of the verses around it. We know what's going on with that. So as we get to this last part of chapter three about John the Baptist, it just it's funny to me because Rory's favorite character in the Bible is John the Baptist. And I just don't understand why, you know, Jesus wouldn't be her favorite. He's the big man. He's the one who did it all for us, yet she just finds herself really into John the Baptist. Yeah, and it's definitely something I struggle with too, is I constantly go back to different parts and different things like this. I mean, obviously look at verse 30, he must increase, I must decrease. Uh, We want her to understand like, hey, yeah, John the Baptist is a great person. He does get a commendation by Jesus, you know, greatest of those born among men. We look back at this image that he uses where he says, hey, I'm the friend of the bridegroom. I'm not the bridegroom. I'm not the most important person here. And so that's you know important for us to discover and important for us to talk about. Yeah, that leads me to a question. Um, what is the danger of focusing too much on a character of the Bible? Yeah, so when we focus in on characters in the Bible, we have to understand that they're a part of the story. They're not the point of the story. And so when we look at things, a lot of us is we're growing up in the church. Hey, David and Goliath, be just like David. What's the problem with that? Yeah, we're going to go try to go slay the giants in our life or whatever that means. But the problem is, is hey, David. David's still a sinful person, and David still has things that he's trying to figure out. And so if we put David on the pedestal, we've missed the point of the story of God and what's happening. It's for any of these other characters that we see that are not Jesus or God, that are not the point of the story, we see them and we see their imperfections. And now you might say like, hey, what about a guy like Daniel, who nothing bad is said about him in the Bible? Yes, certainly there are some things there, but the absence of the statements of his sinfulness doesn't mean that he's a perfect man. We have to remember that the entire story of God's word from Genesis to Revelation is telling the good news of Jesus Christ and what took place on the cross. It's telling God's redemptive plan. And we need to keep that the focus when we're looking at these things. We need to always remember that we shouldn't come to God's word and not view it through the lenses of the cross and not view it through what's taken place. Trying not to make it so it's a behavior modification plan where we say, hey, let me be like John the Baptist and go out into the wilderness and eat locusts and honey. Then God will be happy with me. Because that's neglecting some of the greater things about what the teaching of God's word is telling us. We're not supposed to emulate these people's character, except that we imitate them as they imitate Christ, as Paul tells us. Yeah, it's a great reminder. So whatever question you have, maybe you have a question about the interaction between Nicodemus here and Jesus, what's taking place, a different theological question that's going on in here. Maybe you want to dialogue more about John 3.16 with others in your life. Dive into God's Word. Expand your understanding as you seek to supplement it with other places and other knowledge from Scripture, other tools in your life, so that in doing so, you grow in your understanding of God's Word so that you're more complete in your ability to respond in obedience to what God is calling you to do in your life. Know today you are loved. You're